0: just heard chapter 3, book 71 of What... Oh, it's still off Saturday, eh, everybody. Let's get the cinema journey up and running. Hi, everybody. I'm Wong Hughes uh, Music, hopefully. there we go hey we did it (laughs) hi everybody, I'm Walden, it is Saturday night with July the 23rd of 2011, hope you're all doing super well we have a monthly presentation from Dwayne Kilstrup and a monthly presentation from the Radio Historical Association of Colorado but first let's share a prayer Dear Lord, thank you for all the blessings we have as a country, as a nation everybody who do you well, but the listeners and supporters of the station, help those who are handling the terrible heat at this time of the year for many people and look after those who might be having personal, financial, or emotional problems. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I want
1: to
2: on the 310 Hi friends,
3: once again, this is Frankie Lane. I want you to know that you're listening to Dr. Dwayne Keelstrup, good friend of
2: mine, on yesterday, USA.
4: deep in the heart of Texas, welcome to Song and Smile Time on Classics and Curios. Song and Smile Time will showcase a variety of special vintage entertainment such as collector comedy from old time radio, great bands from the 20s through the 40s, and classic singers and groups from the 50s. On occasion we'll spotlight classic country and cowboy recordings as well as music, interviews, and backstage stories from the archives of the late and beloved DJ Eddie Hubbard, including Eddie's wonderful Big Band Browser's shows spanning over a quarter century in radio history. Well, as you know, uh, lots of shows are called special, and if special means far beyond good, then today's show is truly special. Why? Because it features the legendary DJ Eddie Hubbard, a close friend of Frankie Lane's, by the way old-time radio from the rockies
5: hello this is fred hobbs i'm speaking to you from the radio studios of rhac the radio historical association of colorado And we're here to bring you interviews, historical information, book reviews, events and fun for all on old time radio, especially related to the Rocky Mountain region, because that's where we're located. This time, first we're going to present a favorite story. In fact, that's the title of the show that we're going to present with Ronald Coleman as the host and Janet Waldo, well known old time radio actor, as the star of this particular production called The Mystery of Room 323. It's a program from 1947, and ordinarily at this time we would say it's from CBS or NBC, whatever network, but this actually is what we call a syndicated show. What is that? We'll tell you about that, and also about our second feature. So
3: we, when we can, when we can repay you in some sort, like of, I'm glad I can send you some stuff sort of that you are, because we cannot just keep on taking from you, and you're you're so giving, it's amazing, you know. And Walden has a has a great way of making people like us jealous because oh, guess who I? am? <laughs> <laughs> with the amount of people that you eat with, you must be really overweight. <laughs> good one, good one, Ron. You know, I, you know sir, guess what I eat with? Guess what I'm going to eat with, one?
0: Well, just it's, get before get before I call Patricia behind the treadmill, figuring I better walk off these neck calories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't
3: blame you. And you, know, you have to pretty push those treadmill <laughs> wheels pretty fast because you know. That's Get off whether, oh, all the boundaries that you've been putting on. Yeah. We'll get him we'll a giant gerbil wheel. And by the way, I, I hope, Walden, I hope that you mention our, our names to, uh, drop our names to John Waldo and Clara McMillan and all these other people. that, you, that, that um, They know that we, they have admirers besides you who know personally that we who listen, uh, um, Like, they don't know who we are, but they say, oh, there's a person named Hawaii from Hawaii that loves you. And Mm -hmm. I hope you let them know, don't keep it all to you.
0: (laughs) Well, they can be the advantages I have. Uh, I get to get these nice, big hugs from all these pretty gals in my life.
1: Now, there is a setup, you can say, and this one is from Ron. Uh And this one is from Nolan. Uh-huh. And this one is... Fa- you could spend your whole afternoon hugging. I like that. This is
0: good. That's a good angle.
1: Ron, that's a dynamite idea.
0: I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making an effort
1: to
3: go to Seattle because I want to show who's boss.
1: <laughs>
3: oh. And, you know, Patricia, save your pennies, and hopefully hopefully, you come to Seattle to really, really give all in a bad time. You know what I mean?
1: have four quarts of pennies saved. That would be so much
3: fun, you know. I can imagine us.
1: It, the place would
3: never be the same. It would never be the same. We'd, we'd take over and, and then all of a sudden they say, you know what, next time we'll just invite Ron and Patricia up to Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's a good trick because You know, we, we produce the, the showcase in Seattle. And Brian and I always look for something big and unique and something different. So, if anybody has a request, if they want something to perform, you know, uh, throw throw some ideas at me the next six months or so. We're we're always looking for something fun and unique that the actors will shake their head at. You want me to do this? You know, like do a Broadway show, you know, something like that. So, anybody has any ideas, I'm always looking for fun stuff to have, to do live on stage.
3: Did they, did they update their, uh, Rep Showcase by putting in a Meet me and Saint Louis yet or not yet?
0: No, no, I think everything is still, uh, the last three years, a lot of the th- last three years are up on the web Showcase site. So nothing for this year yet. Uh-huh, okay. So, well,
3: anyway, you guys keep up the Christmas spirit.
0: And I know. We'll
3: keep on listening. Have a good
0: night. You too, Ron. Thank
1: you, Ron.
3: Bye-bye. And we love you. Aloha.
0: Aloha, Ron. 714-545-2071. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. We're giving group hugs here. Oh, that's what we like. Good. That's what we like. One big happy family around here. A group hug to everybody.
1: Oh, now, see, I let Ron escape without answering a question.
0: We don't even know the theme. We don't oh, know... Oh, we
1: don't even know the theme yet. Uh,
0: we don't know nothing. I know. So give out the phone number, and then I'll read stuff. 714-545-2071. Stop. 714. And stuff like that
6: there. Hello there. You're on the air. Yeah, it's Kurt. Hey, Kurt. How are you? How are you? Okay. Good. How Do you have news for us today? Um... No, I just uh, it was a kind of difficult week in some ways. Uh, it's you know it's one day to the next. Mm. So, um, Walden, you were talking last uh, week yeah. about something that you thought was um, that you thought was tied up with Hanukkah, which I think is actually tied up tied in with Passover. Okay, I, I I knew one or the other. Which is they they set the place for Elijah at, at the Passover. Right,
0: and then they, don't they send the youngest out to look for, for to look to see if Elijah is Elijah there? Right.
6: I, I'm not sure about that, but I know that there is an extra. I know that there is an extra place okay. set for for Elijah for that. That's what I
0: try to remember. I knew if one or the two. Yeah. Good.
6: And uh, the word that you were talking about—the one about the guts and all that stuff—it is pronounced awful, actually. Just it actually, is, like you thought. It—it it was just like I said. Yep. Awful. Yep. <laughs> and yes, it's really it is. Then
1: I, you know, perhaps they just gave it a good spelling because.
6: No, that's the way they spell it. That's—I mean—that does have a very—it's it, it does have a very specific meaning. But yeah, that's how it's—that's how it's pronounced.
1: Well, I'm—I'm I'm thinking all of. Our words had to come from somewhere, Yes. and the word "awful" is, is a good start for what they were. Yeah, yeah, trying
6: that's, to pass
0: That's awful. Yes, yeah.
6: that's for sure. Yeah.
1: So,
0: uh, wait, wouldn't you think the word "awful" been only around for the last hundred or so years? No.
6: Huh? Oh, oh because no, because when you think about it, mm-hmm. um, and you th- you think about how long this the especially in 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 that, the that connection. Mm-hmm they've been rendering stuff down for hundreds of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and somebody happened to mention on a religious program that I was, because I'd never really thought about, mm-hmm. you know, what a priest does, did, back in the in the very olden days for for Jews. Right. And, you know, then they had to work with blood and stuff all I day. I know, yeah. I mean, it was a very, it wasn't the, you know, these days if, if a pastor has to, you know, do something, something extra, it's something extra, not something terrible, Right. and it's not, you know, again, not like it used to be.
0: I was looking, I was currently going through the five books again, and just looking through all the mosaic laws, and all the, uh, all the ritual covenants that the, all the rabbis had, you know, the ministers had to do, it's amazing.
6: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, um, are you going to have any questions this time? Patricia! We're going to have questions. Of course, we have questions. We have. Because uh, you actually gave me an idea of a show that I started to listen to years ago, and then um, somehow forgot about or something. And and so there is a show that actually I am I am going to want if and when I answer a question. Because <laughs> you guys were talking about information, please, last week. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
6: And of course, you were talking about how smart the panel was right. and how smart the audience was. Yes. And it got me to thinking about how much more the people back in those days really knew because they were taught such a wider range, actually, of material. And, uh, you know, the, the, the people today... You know, are not taught in nearly the same way.
0: No, I totally agree.
6: And uh, and so listening to a program like that. Especially if you're, you know, a person that knows at least some of it so you don't feel like a total idiot.
1: No, when you can jump up and say, Oh, I know that Oh, yeah, I
6: know that one and yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and and what in my face with your background you would definitely appreciate
6: Oh, they, I yeah, Oh man. Well, I not only that, but I was also looking on, on a on a different site at some of the some of the people whose whose voices, you know, you hear, you know, C S Forrester and yep. and people that that, that we don't know what they sounded like. That's true. Because they didn't record anything.
0: And then other people who uh, it's amazed that you would ever expect to be on that time, like the boxer Gene Tunney. Yeah. You know, different people like that who are absolute. Yeah. smart. He uh, was so smart. Mm-hmm. It, and what did, What did he do?
1: He put his face out there to get his brain speed out. Oh well, uh, well, but... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
6: Well, but, but you know... But he was good at it, oh,
1: yeah.
6: and he and he was able to, you know, and he was able to, um, you know, to do stuff later to mm-hmm. justify, you know, the belief in in not only about what he could do, but what he knew, and I think that's great. Anyway, yeah, um,
0: information boys, great show. Yeah, yeah. Great. I love. If you ever, if you ha- if you haven't read. Uh, John Dunning write up about it in, on the air. It's he's got a fascinating story how that show got put together. I really it?
6: wish that they. I mean, I know it's a huge project, and God knows it'll probably never happen. But I wish that they could put on the air on the um, on the on the bar download site. Ah. I wish you know. I wish they could take it from cassettes and put it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that we so that everybody so that. I I think
0: now I think it's some of it's up on Wikipedia. I think. Punch of it. So, you know, at least that's a verbal.
6: I'll have to, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll have to look into that. Mm -hmm. I will. But um, other than that, I was listening to the uh, CBS coverage, um, the D-Day coverage from the internet, which um, actually uh, I know that there's better sounding. I have somewhere around this apartment because I bought the CDs from from radio archives, but God knows I can't find them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the uh, of the D-Day stuff, um, you know that they put out on CD. I'm going to have to look around for it because it sounded much better. But uh, listening to the Norman Corwin uh, thing on uh, Carl on Sandberg. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah. Oh, which reminds me. Yes. Uh, I we owe you a great deal of thanks uh, for. The whole Corwin, um, the undecided molecule, and also uh, playing the original "On a Note of Triumph" and we hold these truths. Yeah, I was just
0: thinking. You don't hear too too often the original version of "On a Note of Triumph." You we always, never do. You, you hear the replay. I had
6: never heard. I had never heard the original. Mm. I only heard the replay. Mm. And uh, even if the thing is, even if I had had known that, you know. Had come across the original. If somebody had said, "Oh well, we have on a note of triumph," of course I would have thought, "Oh yeah, it's the it's the replay," mm-hmm. and not even thought that it was the original.
0: Yeah.
6: So. And, and Norman
0: believes in his heart that the original is better than the replay. Right.
6: Yeah, you said that. Mm-hmm. Now you also said that that Groucho cracked Keenan, went up. Yes. But is that on the recording? Yes. All right. I'm, I
0: in fact, I'll go look for it and we'll play it.
6: I cuz I I actually downloaded it last night and was going to listen to and it's oh. at the very end, right? Yeah. 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 I'll have to listen to it and see because um I've been doing some stuff and I had some computer problems and and um my uh my C, my uh DVDs wouldn't copy. And it would get to 77% and stop and it was just it was eight about three of my disks, so Um, because I had an external drive, but it died. And so I actually have been able to coax it back to life and was able to move stuff and do stuff. Anyway, do we have a question this week?
1: Well, we do. What is on your wish list if you happen to answer the question?
6: Um, Information, please.
1: Oh, okay. I've got a, a fair number of them, and I just love them to pieces. Yes,
6: a large motorcycle or some kind of car just went by. You heard that? That's what that was. Oh, is that what that was? That's what that was. Oh, I had. <laughs> oh, by the way, did that was Ron? Did he ever find out about the uh, changing speeds that he was?
1: I sent him the uh, the link, but I didn't hear back, and I forgot to ask him about it. And I don't even recall, Ron, if you're listening, did you get the link?
6: And did it, was it useful to you? Because. Um,
1: You know, I went to the page, Kurt, and it was a little bit confusing,
6: even for me. Yeah, well, I have the the program, and um, I I played with it to see, you know, what... uh, And the results that I got were kind of variable, and it actually did speed stuff up, but it also sped it up with a change in the pitch of the voice. And so, I was involved in it, I'm always in, you know, I I get involved in so many different things, and then, you know, and so I I didn't have a special reason to to pursue it at the time. And so, I didn't really play with, I mean, I played with it enough to know that it could be done. But I didn't really, you know, do that much with it.
0: Okay, I found the Undecided Molecule. Why don't I cue why don't I pop this in? And we wind it backward, and I'll show you what happened to King Keenan land. And this is a classic, everybody. Remember, this is live radio. Norman Corwin's show, The Undecided Molecule, which was done in Rhyme. And we did it in L.A. in May. And we uh, we had a great time with a Great Cast. So let's just rewind it My here. Trend. Just give me a second, everybody. It's... Okay, give me a second. Let me just rewind. Let me turn this down. This is Yesterday USA. That's Patricia. We're talking to Kirk. And we're talking about the undecided molecule and what happened to poor Groucho Marx when he broke up King Wynn. Here we go. Back
2: suicidal. By the way, have you ever an hour that's idle? Your Honor, my client has something to say. I could meet you, uh. What's that about X again, eh? He's ready, I said. Well, let him
7: go ahead. Uh, X says as follows. I'm glad to know the awful truth. Man has such woe, forsooth, forsooth. What philosophy? Yet what he's done, proud hands can clap. He's beaten the Hun and Will the Jap. He flies the air just like a smew and swims for fair like the canoe. Yes, yeah, like the canoe. He has a soul. He reads Descartes. Like me, his goal is a thing apart. He's learned to kill the harmful bug by serum, pill, and sulfur drugs. He beats the band and goes to school to understand the molecule. You're the rascals. In face of odds, he makes his way. Gives birth to quads, builds TVA. Displays his charms, plays blindfold chess, listens to Brahms and CBS. Mm, CBS, of course. The common guy both thinks and feels. Nothing's too high for his ideals. Though it cost him, sadly, to put down jerk... Please. He's not done badly. Look at his works. For all his pains, we owe him thanks. And I do gladly join his ranks. The human flock has golden fleece, grace to its stock and lasting peace. Oh, splendid. What a moving speech. I had thought X a worm, a leech. But
2: now I see he's a regular fellow. He's twang me so I quiver like jello. Oh, joy, oh, rapture, fields of clover. Looks to me like trial's over. Quite so. My dear X, forgive the digression, but I'm sure you'll be happy in your chosen profession. As for you, Miss Hanama, you were great. It's slightly extra-legal, but... Uh, have you a date for later in the evening? Do you like to dance? Have you any marked tendency toward romance?
1: I have. But what about the wife you seldom beat and the children you have mentioned who grovel at your feet? Ho, ho,
2: ho! Mere rhetoric and figmentary frippery. The legal mind behaves this way. It's, it's very smooth and slippery when arguing. I have no wife or any such a fixture.
1: In that case, I will marry you, as in a Class B picture. We will create a happy ending, plus two children
2: of each sex. To be a part of one of them, uh, shall we invite friend X?
1: Magnificent
4: idea, that. Is our future child agreed?
7: X says indeed. And ask you speed your visit to the Reverend so we can have a life to lead and bring this to a clever end. Hooray, I thought you'd never end. Will the court musicians kindly
2: advance to the mic and play a wedding dance? And then after that, please segue and Sally into a sort of a kind of finale?
7: You have been listening to The Undecided Molecule, a rhymed fantasy written and directed and produced by Norman Corwin for CBS as the third of eight programs in the series Columbia Presents Corwin. Carmen Dragon composed the music. Ludd Gluskin conducted. That gifted man, Robert Benchley, appeared as the interpreter for the molecule. And you can see me soon in the Paramount picture, Duffy's Tavern. It was Norman Lloyd who did that wonderful work as the highly competent official clerk. Quiet.
2: Oliver Wendell Groucho Marx appeared as the judge. And I'm going to be together with my brothers on the stage and screen again in a night in Casablanca. Some one of these nights. Good night. Vincent Price as the prosecutor was convincing and smooth and even flick. And you can catch me soon in 20th Fox's Dragon Witch.
1: It was Sylvia Sidney who convinced the molecule that being a human being can be fun. And if you'd like to see more of me, I'm appearing in a new film entitled Blood on the Sun.
7: I, Keenan Wynn, and sound mind and body. I object. <laughs> performed as the counsel for the defense of molecule. And to give you an idea how versatile I am. I was also the spokesman for the vegetable
1: mineral.
0: And that's what happened to poor King Gwynn.
6: I never noticed that. I... <laughs> He really lost it. He lost. it. I mean, whatever the last thing he was going to say, he didn't even hear. No, no. So, so Norman was not happy with that.
0: Well, <laughs> well, wasn't part of the script.
6: Well, no, but you said that he was that he was still mad about it. <laughs> well, well,
0: hey, you know,
1: he. Well, I can he, understand. Yeah, I've I think it added a whole lot of character. I had heard that before. I heard the ending before mm-hmm. and knew. When as soon as you queued
6: it up, what um, I was yeah. going to hear, and I just loved it. It was so memorable. It was. <laughs> I mean, and well, not only that, but but you know, when you listen, when you listen to 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 Corwin's writing as it was, because you know, I mean, obviously he wrote all. I assume. I mean, he wrote everything that the, that the actors said. Yeah, he
0: wrote that one week. Everybody.
6: Yeah, I mean, um, I had on my computer. He actually sent me a. a I had sent him greetings mm-hmm. a few birthdays ago, and he sent me something, uh, a birthday, a, a note. And then, months later, he sent me a second note because he happened to to have come across the note again and seen it on the computer, and this was quite a long time ago. And um, my com- computer, unfortunately, ate the uh, the email. But, um, mm. like I said, I mean, his, his work has always been, um, you know, he, he was for doing word pictures and for doing, you know, he was the best. And it is really too bad that uh, that all of his work is not out, you know, is not well preserved. Because, I, I mean, there's, I, I guess most of it is. But there's still quite a bit that, uh, you know... That and, and,
0: and when I saw him two weeks ago, he still... He loved the idea of doing a new series that we're going to produce starting next year because he gets to what he gets to he gets to try and make
6: it better i think that's I think that's wonderful I mean here's a
0: man who written writing can dirty work who's in you know stuff is yes. in the National Archive is considered some of the great works of American literature and he still wants to make it better
6: yeah yeah and I think that I think that uh, and i mean you talk about you you talk about erudite i mean uh-huh. He just um, and, and and he said
0: he he didn't go to college. He didn't do any of that. It was right,
6: just, right. But see, but see, most of those people were educated mm-hmm. in the classics, as it was, mm-hmm. even in even going to high school. And that's why, like I said, so many of the of your of those people on all these different shows. Now, I have to say that I I got some. Uh, it pays to be ignorant. Shows. <laughs> From the internet, and it doesn't. Well, they're kind of funny, but I do not understand. I mean, they—they're not. You know, it's, they're not. It's not the same. They're. <laughs> it's not information, please. No, it's not, and they're not. They're—they're—they're uh, they're they're kind of interesting. Uh-huh. But, uh But it's, it's certainly not the same kind of, of listening experience
1: yeah. I've never been much into slapstick type comedy
6: No, me me either It's um,
1: wasted on me and I, it, it's not a criticism of the art form I just don't enjoy it or appreciate it so I, something like It Pays to be Ignorant is lost on me because I can't locate my sense of humor button for it
6: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree I agree Okay, do we have a question? <laughs> We've got loads of questions What are you in the mood for tonight?
1: christmas or old-time radio uh
6: anything i can win at
1: <laughs> All right. All right. D- <laughs> oh this, this is good <laughs> nobody ever said that <laughs> well i mean it, it doesn't get any more honest than that no it doesn't okay andy devine Appears at Jack Benny's Christmas party on December twenty fourth, nineteen forty four. What famous role did Andy Devine play in
6: a juvenile Western series? Um, was he Wild Bill Hickok? No. What was he? Wait a minute. Let me think. What was the name of that show? You're halfway there. Um. Jingles. Um,
1: yes, yes. 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 Wild Bill Hickok. You're absolutely All right. right. It was the Wild Bill Hickok show. Yeah. Guy Madison played Wild Bill Hickok, and Jingles was his sidekick. Ah, okay. Do you know what Jingles' last name is? I mean, you got you got your seat.
6: No, it's uh, not like Divine or some. I don't know. No, I don't. Jones.
1: Jingles Jones. Would you believe that? Jones.
6: No, no, I. I oh, you wouldn't was believe. Was that on TV? Because I don't remember. I mean, I remember. Uh, I've, I have some of the shows, but I don't actually know if I've ever really listened to them. But, um, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I will go back and find some, though.
1: I I have some. Suppose I, I put together your information, please, and I kind of tuck in a, a handful of Wild Bill Hickok's.
6: Yeah, that's fine, cause, because depending on how many, it, it's, it's not going to fill the CD anyway. So, yeah, you can just, you know throw you know whatever but yeah that's fine okay that's fine
1: while bill hickok has not had a home in a very long time somebody has not asked for that in a very long time so
6: he will appreciate being able to go visit i'm yes i'm i'm sure he will and by the way i was trying to think i because i like your i like your uh, your statement patricia that make your ears smile and i we need to you need to to figure out a logo for that but I don't know what it would look like. <laughs> Pretty
1: awful if you put a smile on ears. Well you can wear the ears were wear Mickey Mouse ears. If we
6: started with Dumbo I guess we could... I don't know I was just just something to think about you know. Yeah. But um, anyway you guys you have done uh, a great job and like I said Walden well you've done your your Corwin last week and um um and playing the interview with uh, uh, Bob Bailey's daughter. Wasn't that fun? And, oh, yeah.
0: I was really listening to that last Sunday, and I learned even some more than, uh, than I'd forgotten about. It was, it was, a, it was a good chance to play. You know,
6: you know. I missed it! Oh,
0: oh no!
1: Uh,
6: well, actually, have you, have you have you thought about putting out a podcast or something?
0: I, I wish well, I, I wish we could. actually there is somebody who does record a size that throws it out there on the net. I don't know what the website is. But, but yeah,
6: uh, there are I, there are some well, but, I forget the guy's name. It's something Humphreys or something. Dennis Humphrey or Humphreys that does Yeah, he but
0: he Humphrey's podcasts. The, yeah, he podcasts the, the tape shows. Yeah,
6: he does a lot of I a think, lot of
0: I think there are people who actually record the live shows. And I can
1: oh, and I don't, I don't know if they are they still creating new. Uh,
0: downloads for the iPods? Uh, I mean, the, I the can't, podcast. Can't. If they do, I think what they do, the guy lives in Richardson, and so about every six months he'll drop by a bill, and pick, so it can be very sporadic. So I don't know if there's been anything up in the, in the last year or so.
6: Yeah, I don't
1: I don't think it's been there. I think they signed off about two years ago. Wow.
6: And by the way, one of the, the places you were mentioning, the original um, uh, favorite story. Yeah. And one, I know one of the original sources because he's played some on his show, uh, was uh, Jerry Hendegah. Uh
0: huh. Correct. And that's who I'm having transfer um, Janet. this, And these favorite stories are before the network broadcast.
6: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: so he he is um
6: he. Now the ones that were for, he did that they did for Bullock's. Right. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, um, they put up some more shows up on. The uh, radio archives for anybody who wants to go up there and and wants to buy them to download them. I know they put up Claudia like part five or something. I don't know how many. Do you know how many how many shows there were of that altogether? You
0: know, I never heard of the show until they started releasing it, and they said it started starting forty seven, and I have no idea
6: because they're they're up to like they're up to like uh, series five or mm-hmm. something like that, and uh, so. I don't know, and apparently they have the entire run, or at least yeah. that's the, the what I hear.
0: It's amazing, considering yeah how much you know. Just think, in the radio hobby, in the general collector's end, I guess there was about two hundred shows. Now I'll estimate that we're up to two hundred fifty thousand shows.
6: Yeah. Oh, one more thing before I go. I w- was listening to this um, uh, CBS D-Day coverage. Mm-hmm. And they had a show called The Light of the World. Right. Um, you, recognize
0: who, you recognize who did the billboard?
6: But, um, no, but I thought one of the characters in the one that I heard, I thought Alexander Scorby was um, mm-hmm. was in that show.
0: Well, the, the guy who did the uh, Brett Morrison, the guy who played the shadow.
6: Oh, no, I, okay. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's any of those others. If That's it. We only got that one. You're kidding. No. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: And, and I think it, if I recall, I was sponsored by Goodyear Tire, and they never ran a commercial. They got a, they got a billboard, or no? Is that the greatest story under? No, that's the greatest story that was ever told. Yeah, yeah. And that Goodyear Tires sponsored the series, but never ran never ran a commercial.
6: Yeah, well, if. So nobody has any of the light of the world nope. except that one story. Just that one.
0: Just that, just that one.
6: One, one. show, actually. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, great work, and um, I will be listening and and may check back later. I don't know yet, but keep up the good work, Sounds and good. Uh, I will talk to you next week. Sounds great, Kurt. Bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: This Kurt. Isn't that something, Patricia, to think about? Sponsors that they, in a lot of cases, you can look back on old radio, that they would be sponsoring shows uh, either for brand edification or for uh, gift for the goodwill for the community and not really even stick in a 60-second 60, 60 <phone rings> commercial. Hello there, you're on there. Hi,
8: Walden. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Jim. Oh,
1: hi, Jim. I just said to Walden this week we haven't heard from Jim. How are you?
8: Yeah, well, I'm doing fine. The last few weeks, people have been, you know, I have I have the phone, but it's also a house phone, and people sometimes use it and things like that.
1: You ought to go on a rotating schedule.
8: But I uh, wanted to mention a couple of things. First of all, Walden's right, the greatest story ever told was kind of unique in that sense, that, the announcer would simply say at the beginning that it was sponsored by Goodyear, and at the end he would say it. But the stories just ran straight. Um, it was very well acted. A lot of prominent people were on that show. And
0: it's sponsored for what, nine years or something, uh, 47 right?
8: 47 to 56, Sunday nights on ABC.
0: Nine years, wow.
8: Norman Rose narrated it for a while. Ted Pearson narrated it. Warren Parker played the part of Christ. And for years, no one knew who he was. You know, it was sort of kept... The cast was never given on-the-air credit, but if you know OTR, you know many of the voices. Everyone who was anybody, like Ralph Bell was in it, Santis Ortega, uh, Robert Robert Dryden. uh, Wendell Holmes played the Apostle Peter, Mm -hmm. who you hear on Dimension X and some of those shows. And... uh, you had uh, Robert Raddick did a couple of them it was a, and uh, what it generally was was they would t- the titles would have something like the lost coin and it would be based on the parable of the lost coin mm-hmm. or there might there's one of the stories i have was called the calling of matthew on how matthew became one of christ's disciples mm-hmm. or there might there was one very good one that i would recommend called call not any man a fool which dealt with a father's relationship with his son, and uh, it was it was a very intelligent show. I understand, according to John Dunning, uh, it was used in Sunday school and church work. Uh, that many churches would uh, people would listen to the program and discuss the program the next week in their Sunday school classes.
0: You know, radio did that because I think in the thirty, didn't they offer? Was it NBC that offered an hour, Monday to Friday, uh, a music, musical appreciation show? Um, I'm trying to think of the orchestra conductor who would describe different instrument and different pieces. Yeah, some Walter Damrosch. Walter, Walter Damrock, and this was run in schools who didn't have the abilities to teach a music appreciation. Uh, they NBC didn't have any ads or anything and ran it during, uh, in the morning for school to pick it up.
8: Right, and I know CBS also had a show called the CBS School of the Air, which was used for education, different, and it would be a different theme each day. One day it might be history, one day geography, one day music. Mm-hmm. School of the Air it ran I think till forty eight. It started like in nineteen thirty. I don't have any recordings of it but I've heard it mentioned. And in, in regards to the light of the world, to my knowledge there <coughs> excuse me, there are three three episodes that are known to exist. Okay. <coughs> the one from June sixth, forty four, and the one from June seventh of forty four.
0: Oh, that's right. So yeah, that's right. Kurt. so keep running the next day with E Day, correct. I didn't think about that.
8: And then, the, according to the Radio Gold Index, he ha, he has December 8th of 41, an episode from, you know, Monday af, after Pearl Harbor. Right. Which I know someday, we hope someday, that all that NBC coverage might be available.
0: Well, it is free. Anybody, anybody can go down to the National Archive and you can take your own tape recorder and make your own copies of all that stuff. So if we have a friend who lives in the... Uh, Washington, D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, you can go down there for free and just bring your tape recorder and make copies of, of, the, of the Pearl Harbor, the D-Days, the different coverage that they have at the National Archives for free. Oh, the
8: Archives have the ABC Radio News Archive covering ABC Radio News from 43 to 72.
3: Wow.
8: And I don't know about, and I think they have the Mutual News Archive there. Mm-hmm. And the Library of Congress, of course, has a lot of NBCs. Right. And I don't know about CBS, who has CBSs?
0: CBS did not really keep it. In fact, that's sort of the big tragedy. They didn't, the, the only reason why we have so much CBS world coverage, uh, they allowed a station in Seattle to record it and play it back later. And that's the, the
8: time difference. Right. Yes, that's they, they ran it early in the morning for the East Coast, and, of course, and it would be like four or five in the morning, Seattle time.
0: And so they were given permission to record it and run it back later. And that's the reason why we have so much that's the only reason why we had any C B S coverage.
8: Cairo. And yes, Cairo. And that's why some of the early suspenses from Forty Two by the way also come from Cairo. uh uh-huh. Uh the one the Orson Wells one I under the one the hitchhiker I believe is a Cairo recording. Mm-hmm. And a couple of those. Uh, I don't know about uh, other lives of the world. I, I haven't checked other logs, but, you know, it, it's not one you see that often. Uh, the two that are available that we know about, on June 6th, it dealt with just different, they would dramatize different verses like Abraham and Isaac and some of the Psalms, but the, uh, the one on June 7th was a story from either 1st or 2nd Kings about, I believe her name was Ephaliah, She was one of Jezebel's daughters. And and General Mills sponsored the light of the world. Wow. And of course they also General Mills also had that hour in the afternoon, like on V J Day and D Day, where they one of the programs you remember they had was called Hymns of All Churches.
0: That's right.
8: Which was a very inspirational program.
0: Absolutely.
8: Yeah, and I agree with your your previous caller that uh, Information, Please, was a very intelligent show. And uh, it, was, it was just amazing to me that people knew, you know, the, those kind of answers. And, and, it, and it was a real, and, you know, the experts were seldom stumped. The funniest story I ever heard, according to John Dunning, though, was one time Rex Stout was the guest, and he, they asked him a question about one of his books, and he didn't even remember the answer. <laughs> that was funny to me.
1: I have that show in the collection, and it, it he, he just was not abashed at all. It didn't...